BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey girl, hey! Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part. Or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like, you get to know me. You try me on. You feel me out. And this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of Taste of Taylor. It's my weekly podcast. And today I'm so excited. So we have tons of interesting people on the show. Uh, celebrities, a lot of Bravo celebrities, tastemakers, influencers. And I feel like this guest is all of that encompassing one. Well, actually, well, technically Bravo celebrity, kind of, sort of. We'll get to it just a little bit. Right now, guys, uh, I've got Lyris Cross. She is a model. She is a face of important brands for women. She is an author. She's also a fellow podcaster Lyris welcome to the show thank you okay girl so we have a lot to talk about sure. so I said bravo liberty because even though project runway it was a has been a lifetime actually for the majority of its life um in my mind it's always like associated with bravo because it was actually that was the the show that got me into watching bravo in the first place right that's where it started you got it. So uh, you, if you guys don't know, Lyris is the, um, she, well, she's the first plus size model to win Project Runway. And she, you were in the last season, season 16. Correct. Which in and of itself is so fascinating and so scandalous. Not scandalous, but I feel like we've got like a lot to gossip about because everything is changing with Project Runway, which is like so crazy. Mm-hmm. I kind of honestly didn't really even realize it mm-hmm. until I was preparing to have you come in. Mm-hmm. And so I, as I'm digging through all these articles, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So I'm like, oh, you can swear on this by the way freely if you want (laughs) uh my show is explicit (laughs) because i have a dirty mouth so um i want to just talk about like the inner workings of project runway like girl you might have been on the last really grand finale of project runway yeah right i had to take that deep breath right well project runway is now returned to bravo for season 17 for season 17 and going forward but they um, really i mean they just recently launched a premiere date and it's still open it's like 
they're, they're, it, it's going to like be premiering 2019, which could be like what? February, March, <laughs> May, August. Like, you know, so it's kind of like it's I, I didn't realize there was so much drama around kind of this movement of Project Runway. But there is. There is. Um, I am proud to be a part of season 16. You should. Which was the very last season that you will have. Heidi, Heidi Klum, Tim Gunn, Tim Gunn, and Zach Posen. That is bananas. I know. Wow, girl. So you're really, I mean, you really were on the last season. <laughs> I, wish, I wouldn't say that. We, we definitely wish uh, Project Runway Bravo. The, be- the best at Bravo. Yes. And whatever, however they proceed. Decide to proceed with the show. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I man. know, because we're wondering, are they going to have Plus Models back? I mean, a lot of people have been asking me, Lyris, are you going to be back for season 17? And I'm like, well, we'll see. From what I'm hearing, they want all new everything. You know, they tend to do that when you like flip format or mm-hmm. you bring something back. And I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. And and listen, I've just for all my Bravo people, because I got lots of Bravo people. I don't want to piss off anybody at Bravo. But you guys know I'm like the biggest Bravo Le- uh, Bravo fan. Like mm-hmm. I love my Bravo celebrities. I love my Bravo shows. Like Bravo too. Like I just I, I freaking love it. What's your favorite show on Bravo? Real Housewives of Atlanta. Girl, yes. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? I would have to say I've grown to love Kenya more. Right? Yes. I mean, with, with when she was like twirling back in like her season two, mm-hmm. I was like, girl, please. Yeah, but she now. She has a lot to start off with, but I like how she's she's evolved. She and has. I've been able to see her evolution. But I, I would say my favorite out of all of them is Candy. And that's because Candy is a boss. Yep. She is a boss. And she just, to me, she shows that you can really have it all. She's a hustler too, yeah. which I love. Yeah, she grinds like how I grind. So yep. Yeah. I, 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 I got, can you, can you like come over here and like rub some of that off on me? <laughs> I got to learn how to get my hustle on a little bit better. And I also, I used to watch all the time, but I haven't been watching a lot of TV lately. I used to always watch Real Housewives of Orange County. Girl, I can't, I can't. Well, they're the and OGs. Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. Okay, wait. So who's your favorite on, o- on Orange County? Uh, Orange County. Oh, gosh. Because I haven't watched in a while. I'll help you out. like um, the one who was glamorous. Tamara? Not Tamara. Kelly Dodd? No, she was the one who had the older husband who died. <sighs> It's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, she had the older husband who died. She was. <gasps> oh yeah, we're going way she, back. Yes, and then she started to date the younger guy that nobody really liked him or something. Oh, Gretchen. Yes, I love Girl! Gretchen. Gretchen and Slade. Yes. Okay, they are now like in some sort of. I, I, I guess, I don't know if I'm going to say they're suing, but like they're in some sort of lawsuit like with the production company that no. did it. Yes, and they're like, I mean, I actually, you know what, I need to go home and like really do some good research on this and like do a book report, but it is, it's like scandalous and they're trying to like get other of the of the current housewives involved in it and what? I think that they feel like they're like, they're like they were defamed on the show or something. I mean... It's like you guys, you, you defamed yourselves. <laughs> yeah, Allegedly. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you can only, that's why I always say whether you're doing an interview, whether you're doing reality TV, what mm-hmm. it is, they can only edit what you give them. Thank you. Okay. So as somebody so. who's been on reality television, mm-hmm. you are an insider, you know, yes. like 
Bit, people can't like like the the hills. I don't know if you ever watched it, but they drove me. They, the fuck, they fucking pissed me off so much. Mm-hmm. That last episode when they tried to pull back on set, like on a soundstage, mm-hmm. like Brody Jenner and Kristen Cavallari are actors with scripts. I'm like, suck my dick. I was so <laughs> pissed off because I'm like, you guys, you're not actors. Don't hide behind that because like actors aren't playing characters. Y'all are playing yourselves. And that's the thing is maybe the situations you're put in are abnormal, mm-hmm. but the way you behave in those situations, that's you, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes I would no. say yes and no. I think sometimes when people have been on a show like that for so long, they mm-hmm. can tend to play up yes. certain things where if somebody's only been, you know, here and there on a show, they're probably not as privy to how things work. So it's more organic. Right. That's so why when you see the things that happen on Project Runway. That's real. It's organic. Yeah. It's really organic. Because people haven't quite developed that savvy, if you will, to figure yes. out how to manipulate the situation. Yes. But maybe a season sixer of a popular show could figure exactly. a thing or two out. Like Jax Taylor on Vanderpump Rules. Well, look, that's, <laughs> that's why you see all the housewives, they start to get better styling, hair, makeup, because they it. start to wash themselves and mm-hmm. how, they're, how they come off on the show. So, you know. Mm. Uh-huh. But you, but you, so you're a, so a fan of Bravo for sure. Oh yes. Definitely. But it is really weird that like life t- that that you know now that we know that Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum aren't going back mm-hmm. to Bravo with the show, mm-hmm. it kind of it changes the game a little bit for me. And it and it and you it know does. again I want to reiterate and I know that Lears feels the same way. We love Bravo. This is no shade of Bravo. No. Maybe a little. I maybe I'm throwing a little shade of Bravo. I love you, Bravo. But and Bravo, you're king. So like you're 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 solid. But I do feel like. Like, for example, I remember when Queer Eye came to Netflix, the reboot, mm-hmm. I was like, no, because I was a purist. I watched Queer Eye. Queer Eye was on Bravo, right? Yes, it was. And I freaking loved that show, and I loved the character so much. And Carson Kressley, like... He's everything. He, everything, right? Yes. And now he's back with Tom on another show on Bravo. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's so interesting the way things are so cyclical. But I remember I kind of felt like, as a fan of Queer Eye... It was like me sticking up for them and showing my loyalty was like, I'm not going to watch this Netflix reboot with the younger versions of you. Like, they should have brought back the original cast. Mm -hmm. But then one day I was hungover and looking for something to watch on Netflix. (laughs) And so I watched Queer Eye on Netflix and I fell in love with the cast. So that's Mm -hmm. the thing is like, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm loyal to a point, and then I get bored, and I need to watch something. Oh, my <laughs> So I'm sure I'll be watching Project Runway on Bravo, but I think that they have really big shoes to fill, and it's ironic because they're Tim the ones Gunn that burst it. the huge, hugest shoes to fill. He's just, he's he a is. special breed. Like, I, I'm starting to look at some of the articles and the posts by a very loyal Project Runway groups, mm-hmm. like on Facebook, and... They're like, well, who can we bring in as a mentor? And I'm just looking at the mentors list, and I'm like, mm, mm, it's just there. There's only one Tim Gunn. There's only one Tim Gunn. <laughs> and also, who's gonna say Alvita Zane? Like, they're gonna get another I German know. woman? <laughs> I don't no. think so. I so I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they choose. I I also want to give a special shout out to all the Project Runway. Uh, loyalist and fans out mm-hmm. there who have suggested that I come back as a mentor. I was going to say, why don't you be a mentor? Host on the show. I was like, you know, that's 
really big shoes to fill with Heidi, but look, I'll take it. Girl, you're a fan favorite. <laughs> you're a fan favorite. So tell us about your season. So tell us about the final season of Project Runway. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> season 16 of Project Runway was the very first season where they had models of all sizes and body shapes. Amazing. And I mean, from, you know, people like to say hourglass pear or uh, no apple uh, all right you know straight up and down from a size two to I believe a 22 wow was was what was showcased on the show and I was really proud to be a part of that type of model diversity body diversity as well as racial diversity mm-hmm. they had it all on the show and uh, it really challenged the designers because they did not know what they were walking into right. until they saw us step off the bus on the first episode. And some of the designers were pissed if they got a girl who wasn't a typical size, like two or four. Exactly. Because but they- my thing is, who are you making clothes for? Okay, and we, this is like, so girl, we got to talk about this because this is a thing. In, and I feel like, I, so when I first launched my career, I was uh, working for Cosmopolitan Magazine Radio. So of mm-hmm. course, we did fashion, we did all things women, all things beauty. Right. I mean, you know, we covered the gamut. And I feel like, God, I, th- you probably know better than I because you've been in the industry as mm-hmm. a model. But it was mo- it was in Milan, in like I'm gonna say like five to seven years ago, mm-hmm. where they were insisting that if your BMI was not like at a certain healthy weight, mm-hmm. they would not let models walk. And in terms of trying to protect models from having agents that t- would tell them to like you know do drastic things, maybe being bulimic, anorexic in order to like fit into a certain size. Yeah, I remember an agent, and at, at the beginning of my career, told me I was really beautiful, and he would sign me to his agency if I if I would binge and purge myself to a size six. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So so basically saying develop an eating disorder mm-hmm. that's very dangerous for your health mm-hmm. in order to, so, to, for me to represent you. Pretty much. What did you say to him? I was like, I think I'm good, but thanks. So then how many times did you experience something like that in your career as a model? Well, a lot of times you, it's not even someone saying something like that. It's me showing up at a casting and people looking at me like I'm the cow in the room or like, why is she here? Why does she think she's going to make it in this show? Or, uh, I'm sorry, we don't have any uh, samples to fit your size. Or me having to work on a music video and I have to bring all of my own clothes to set because wardrobe doesn't have anything to fit my size. Unbelievable. And this yeah. is and this is what's, you know, the fashion And this industry. is when I was smaller, too. This is when I was more of a size. When, when I was doing music videos when I was like probably like a size 8, 10. My God. Yeah. That's small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Girl. But I, but... My thing was... And they I'm couldn't not, fit. And they couldn't fit you. They couldn't fit me then. But my thing was this. Unreal. I'm not going to miss this opportunity because you don't have clothes for me. Right. I'm still going to make my presence known. So I would go and shop before the day of the music video, come to set with my own shoes, my own outfits. And I would stand out because I was the girl with curves where yep. everyone else was cookie cutter. Right. So sometimes you have to... You know, what we think is a flaw is actually, it's our fortune. It's the thing that is going to make you stand out and shine. I love that. And I'm glad that, um, you know, I didn't try to binge and purge myself. I just accepted myself and tried to be the best me I could be and make that work for me. And so this is what I want to ask you is, you know, like, is it just your character and who you are that didn't cave into the pressures of the industry? Or did the industry also simultaneously kind of start to shift and change where you didn't have to change so drastically? Well, I will say it was a little 
both for okay. for quite some time I did try to well let me see if I could lose the weight but the thing is I would try to lose some weight and then it just wouldn't stay like what was like the craziest thing you did I mean girl I'm a I am I am a yo-yo dieter mm-hmm. I've stopped yo-yoing I just keep gaining <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I have a girlfriend that loves my curves and she's legit she's like she's dead ass about it she's mm-hmm. like I like what, what the days that I feel the chubbiest she's like the most attracted to me mm-hmm. so for me I'm like it's like it's great mm-hmm. but it's also bad because like none of my clothes fit but I'm also trying I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard to learn to love myself and find like my healthy slash happy weight it's still a journey for me but I, I you know I'm never gonna be as thin as my mom that's that 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 ship has sailed and that and that was the thing I was fighting it against what was natural for my body. Yes. I'm not supposed to be a size two for it. Because if so, I would be that. Girl, how tall are you? I'm uh, 5'11". That is tall. Yes. Yes. But guess what? I just, that's just not how my genes are. My mom, my mom is even a size. My mom is a 12, 14 now. She used to be like a 14, 16. Mm -hmm. But it just, it runs in my genes. I was never supposed to try to this cookie cutter size for the world so even though i would lose the weight right. i would still gain the weight back because it just wouldn't stay off there was an article and i love to eat girl me too <laughs> let's go let's go eat and drink together okay i'll drink a whole bottle of wine by myself <laughs> um it, it'll be it'll be my appetizer um i there was an article in cosmo magazine I, and it stuck with me i mean this was like a decade ago and it stuck with me because this is i think and it stuck with a lot of women it was called about finding your happy weight so not the mm-hmm. way you want to be not the weight that you think will make you happy the weight that your body i'm the weight that your body is actually happy at meant to be at and i realized after reading the article i was probably where i was back then i, I probably gained 40 pounds since my wedding day which mm-hmm. is like the lowest weight i'll ever mm-hmm. be um so, you know i mean well at four i was probably the lowest weight i'll ever be i always say i peaked at four <laughs> Oh, I was mad sexy at four. <laughs> hey, <hair flip. laughs> but I, um, I, you know, I definitely, the way I wanted to be, it, it, I was like sustaining off of egg whites and water and being mm-hmm. miserable. Um, and so I kind of started to give in to what's my body's happy weight. Now, right now, I'm not like working out that much. Okay, fine. I haven't worked out for three years, but full disclosure. <laughs> um, and I'm not like making the best food choices. And I know I need to get back on track to a healthy place, but it is coming to the terms of like, what is my happy weight? What is my healthy weight? And I know that's never going to look like the number that I want to see on the scale, but I got to get good with that. Yes. So how did you get there? How did you get good with that? Well, I just had to, I, I'm, I became a lot more self-aware of who I am, how my body feels, and what looks good to me. Okay. So once I started to say, okay, all right, Lea, you've gained some weight. Okay, but I still love myself at this weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm loving how my body looks in clothes. I love how, you know, my curves look or how this looks. But there are also times when, because I... I I'm a I'm a woman. Yeah. And we sometimes we gain weight, sometimes we lose weight. Yep. I can feel when my body changes. Mm-hmm, me too. And you can so, feel it in your clothes, the way you carry yourself. I can feel it in my clothes. I can feel it in my posture. I can feel it in um, you know, my breaths when I'm walking. Totally. All of that stuff. So to me, when that starts to get out of whack, that's when I'm like, okay, Lyris, let's make some changes. You may have, you know, it, and sometimes it's not even a food thing. Maybe it's just my activity level. That I swear you know? that's the culprit of like 10 pounds that I have on me is I am sedentary. Mm-hmm. Like really, you know, it's just a lot of sitting during the day. So, so I have to find what activity, even though, because I'm not a person who loves to work out. I hate so, it. Yeah. So my thing is, what can I do 
to to get my activity up so I can feel be- I can feel better in my body because mm-hmm. that's my thing. You don't have to be skinny, and you don't have to just because you're skinny doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy, and just because you're plus size doesn't necessarily mean that you're unhealthy. You have to between you, your doctors, and you being aware of what's going on in your body. Yeah. That's where I feel like you find your healthy, happy side. Hey, guys. I just want to take a real quick break right now to talk about one of our brand new sponsors, BioClarity. So BioClarity is a garden-given, skin-loving beauty brand that wants to help you achieve beautiful, naturally glowing skin. So basically, like what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face which is great because I eat like crap and uh, BioClarity is going to do it for my face and hopefully my body as well. Their green skincare line offers essential products to help clear up and calm your skin or keep it balanced on track with daily nutrients. So I love BioClarity. I actually use their uh, essentials routine because my skin, it's not so much um, breaking out that I'm dealing with, but I have super sensitive, super red skin and I get like flare ups. Like if I eat spicy food or like if I get like really nervous or if I try to exercise or if I drink too much alcohol and I really love BioClarity because it really just helps even out then calm the skin and and helps with that redness. And yeah, the essential routine, it's for normal to dry skin. Um, It's just a three-step regimen that is packed with gentle nutrients that nurture your natural radiance. It cleanses, it restores, it hydrates, and uh, I just love that it evens out my tone. So if you want healthy skin, take the first step to healthier, more radiant skin by going to BioClarity.com. And right now for my listeners, when you purchase a skincare routine, you'll get a free clarifying mask with your order. That's a $25 value for free, but you need to enter my code taste t-a-s-t-e at checkout so again go to bioclarity.com use my code taste at checkout to get your free clarifying mask when you purchase a routine and now back to the podcast so let's talk about this idea because i'm happy you you hit on that so there are a lot of people and it feels like the world and it disturbs me but it's something that you see i mean with the trolls on social media but um so tess holiday she's on the cover of cosmo uk and people said that they, they came at Cosmo, they came at her saying that doing that was promoting that obesity is okay. Like, wh- like why do people, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by the fact that people can't see that weight has nothing to do necessarily with how healthy you are. Like there's different body types. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say to those haters? Well, I will say this because on one side, we got on the same people mm-hmm. about using models who are too skinny. Right. On the other side, we're getting on people who are getting mad at models thinking they can tell what their their health experience or what's going on with them. I think it's a slippery slope for all of us to be on. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have been as upset if it wasn't a fashion magazine that she was on. Okay. If it was like a people or something of that sort, uh-huh. I think she definitely represents for a um, sector of women out there, and they need to be able to see that they can wear clothes, they can be beautiful, and they can be confident no matter what size they are. I'll even say, and like I know the Kardashians now are super tiny, but like 
back when they first came on the scene, you know, and as like a girl growing up, like in a predominantly white community, like there is like no like curves and like white girls. That is not something that is like even it, it was never in my mind even acceptable. Mm-hmm. My my physical role models were like Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. I mean, heroin chic, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember growing up thinking like 15, 16, like I'm my body will physically never look like that. Like I have a thick bottom. I've got thighs. I've got a booty. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like. I'm never, I'm never going to be beautiful because mm-hmm. I'm, my body literally, no matter how much I, 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 I you know, I don't want to say starve or, or myself, but like, no matter how much I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, restrict I, myself, restrict, okay. restrict myself. I'm never going to look like that. So I kind of felt like I kind of gave up mm-hmm. on loving my body. Mm-hmm. And now I look back at those pictures of me when I hated my body and I was a, adorable and it makes me so sad that I wasn't able to love my body but I do think the role models are so important in girls feeling like that I think it's more than just loving your body it's loving you so true it's loving you loving who you are no matter what size you are. But how do you get there? Because like, so for example, like I, I say to myself now as an adult, if I had the Kardashians, like, you know, not Chloe now, but Chloe, like when Chloe was like a little bit more real and like mm-hmm. less plastic surgery, no shade. I love them. <laughs> she does. I'm sorry. They look so good. But like, that's also not real anymore. Mm-hmm. But when they first came on the scene, these were girls with like, for me, like they were, they had like tiny waists. They had nice, like they had, they had hips, they had booties. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, well, because I got a big old ass, and I remember, th- and, and men loved it, but men and men would even in high school be like, "I love like you got a good butt, girl," you know. Which mm-hmm. now is like, "Ah, me too." But <laughs> back then it was like, if if they were cute, it was like, "Thanks." Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of thought guys were making fun of my butt, and mm-hmm. then looking at the way, um, like just the general population responded to the Kardashians, I was like, "Oh shit, that was for real." People for real like my big butt, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even enjoy it. But I thought to myself, if I had those girls growing up as like the standard of beauty, maybe I would have loved myself a little bit more. But you're saying it's probably even way more independent than that it, loving it, yourself it, well i'm gonna say this growing up as a black woman yes uh in america i have always felt a, a fuller body was sexy sexy it right. was fine it was accepted it may have been accepted in our community it may not have necessarily be accepted in white culture being white sucks <laughs> <laughs> So so it's interesting that you bring up the Kardashians where, you know, for me, there's been curvy women for years in my community that we always looked up to and always felt okay with ourselves. And I think you guys have a much healthier, I mean, growing up probably. You have a healthier, I'll say, self-esteem. In terms of body image issues. <laughs> yes, as yes. Far as you probably have less body issues than maybe the average white girl, would you say? I would probably agree with you there. Yeah. I would probably agree with you there. But going back to my point, yes. I really feel as though we have to start to fall in love with ourselves. How do we do it? And I'm so asking. I mean, I we can pretend like I'm asking for the audience, but I'm asking for straight up me. Okay. I struggle with this very, very much. Well, I mean, look at you. You have... No, thank you. No, no, no. no for real. <laughs> I know. You have a podcast that is big numbers. Yes. You have a great social media following. Yes. You have a radio show that you do live every day that people even love you so much that they come back and watch the replay. Mm-hmm. You are married, which... Was married, well, divorced, but like kind of married to my girlfriend. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Living with, same so, shit, playing okay. married. Okay. But you have a, a partner. Stable that, partner. A stable partner. You have so many things to be thankful for. Thank you. The people that listen to your podcast probably 
listen to you and think that you're funny, you have great personality, you know, that you are interesting. We need to focus on what's good about us and not focus on what's bad about us. A lot of times we go immediately to what's bad. Oh, well, I got this jiggle on my arm. Okay, yeah, but then you got a great booty. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, I don't don't have the biggest, um, you know, I'm not on this TV show. Okay, yeah, but you have an amazing podcast and you have people who listen to you every day. Girl, you're living in my brain. (laughs) I'm just saying we have to start to focus on what we have and not what we don't have. Speak from a... Um, from a majority standpoint Mm -hmm. instead of a deficit and build yourself up. Like yesterday I got home and I was a little tired. Um, I was checking my emails. I saw I had some stuff I had to get to and I was about to be hard on myself. And I said, you know what? Nope. Let me stop that. I said, I turned to the mirror. I said, I am proud of you. And I just stopped there. And then I said, what am I proud about? And so I started to list things that I was proud of myself about because I was about to be like, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you need to follow up on this, you need to do that. And then I said, no, let me bask in this moment and treat, be kind to myself. Sometimes we are, so, we are harder on ourselves than people are. If I treated any of my friends, family members, significant others the way I treat myself, I would have none of the, I would I have only myself. So why do you think you deserve that? I don't know. I really don't. And so, and let me ask you this. How about I can maybe find an answer for that question mm-hmm. in who taught you to do that? Who taught you to look in the mirror and say that? You teach yourself? Did your mom teach you? Did your friend? Your community? I say, hmm. Well, I would, I would say I, I definitely had parents who spoke life into me mm. and who built me up. But... Just from watching different stuff on um, online, different. I listen to a lot of different life coaches, mm-hmm. authors, speakers, um, like on Periscope, and you know all self help stuff. Yeah, self help stuff. And I realize, I, and I'm also Christian, so going to church, and you know, you realize how much there's God, and God works through us. So a lot of things, it's like it's me and God on this on this road. So how can if he's leading me down this road, great, but let me pull my weight in this situation too. I get it. I am having an epiphany. You it's are like, the author of, like like you said, uh, I'm an author, right? Yes. But you're the author of your life. Yes. Along with God. So if, if that's the case, focus on what you can control. Be your best you, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, so that way you can write the best story of your life, which means you have to build yourself up. And it's also like, okay, so like think of when you're in a relationship and it's mm-hmm. like, I can't protect me, but I'm, I'm like viciously protective over my girlfriend, Taylor, mm-hmm. you know? Like, okay, fine, come at me all day long, but if you cross her, I'm coming at you. Like, I'm really good at protecting her, not so right. much at protecting myself. So it's kind of like, it's me mm-hmm. and it's God. And so if I'm like dogging on myself, then I'm like being super mean to Jesus. And I can't be mean to Jesus. No, why would you do that? Exactly. So, I, I, so <laughs> if that's the thing that stops me from shitting on myself, because then I'm also kind of like shitting on, you know, G-O-D, then uh-huh. I can maybe stop it. Well, God doesn't make junk. You're not junk. Yeah. And God's like, excuse you. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. That's God's what like, it says in the Bible. Can so. you not talk to yourself like that? Exactly. <laughs> I made you. You're insulting You're me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of like when you remember who you are and whose you are, it changes everything. So the moment I want to get down about myself, I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I can control this. Yep. Like I, I spoke at a conference this past weekend in Orlando and I was talking to them even about like with money. I had to change my mindset about money. Girl, go talk right now, please. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, I I'm a person who, especially living here in New York, it's Ugh. really expensive to live here. And there's and there's wealth, there's unparalleled wealth, like apartments in a building going for forty million dollars. Like that should buy an island. That's bananas. Uh, yeah, yeah. But. Sometimes I would penny pinch so bad on things. Oh, no, I don't want to spend money on that. No, I don't want to do that. But that's creating a story in my head that I will not make more money. Exactly. Or I do not believe that money flows to me easily. Mm-hmm. Money is currency. Yes. Currency is a flow. Yes. So if I tap into the flow and I believe money finds me, attracts me down, it loves me it loves what I'm able to do with it how I'm able to provide not only for me but for other people how it it helps me to travel and try new things and be more open about the world and speak to women across the globe and do this and do that I had to change the uh, I actually now I will put out more money and I make more money because I put out more money whether it's you know, paying it forward for something yep. or, um, or you know what? I'm not going to take the cheap weight out. I'm going to do this right now or treating myself. Cause a lot of times I'd be like, Oh, I got this. Well, let me just pay on all these bills. And I wouldn't treat myself. Right. I'm like, no, let me treat myself. I work hard. I deserve this. And then it's literally when I stop operating from a place of lack, and yep. thinking that I'm not going to make more money and or fear. I have to live from paycheck to paycheck. Yep. That's when things change. Now I'm able to pay bills months in advance. Yep. Months in advance. I paid off all my debt this year. Yep. I am debt free. Girl, yes. A1. Yep. And that's because I had a change in mindset. I had a change in expectation and belief. I don't believe that. I have to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. Right. I don't believe that I have to grind so hard to get any little thing. I don't believe that uh, that I'm not able to treat myself. I believe that uh, money is a source and it is a flow, and I tap into it, and it chases me down. It comes to me easily. You Jobs know what it is? find me easily. It's fear-based living. Yes. And I think, you yes. know, I definitely have lived in fear I th- in some fucked-up way. Mm-hmm. I convinced myself that being fearful was protecting myself, right? Because I was so that if or when I was prepared for the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is, and I don't know that I believe in the secret. I didn't even read the book. I just know it as a concept. But it's mm-hmm. like if all you do is think negative, negative negative you attract negative versus Mm -hmm. positive positive so when I was married Mm -hmm. it was I was surrounded by negativity Mm -hmm. and negativity begets more negativity Mm -hmm. and positivity begets more positivity Mm -hmm. it's just really as simple as that so you're right when you're living fear-based or you're dogging on yourself in the way you look or the money coming in or career or whatever then you attract those situations that would you because that's like oh okay so you believe that you're not cute. You believe that nobody's into you. You believe that you have to grind for every cent. Those that those are the situations that you attract to you because that's what you believe. Believe, but that's, that's the word because this idea of fake it till you make it. But you can't fake it till you make because if you don't believe it, then you're not fucking selling it, especially Boom. not yourself. So you have to literally believe it. Believe it. Believe it like faith is um, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So Mm -hmm. that means I have to 
even if I'm quote unquote faking it, I still need to believe it. I need to see it. I need to envision it. I need to meditate upon it. I need to walk in it. It like I I stayed in a very affluent area um, when I went to Orlando this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just walked around the area and I was like, oh, I look forward to the day when I have a house like this and I can just come and lay poolside at my pool. And, you know, and I really believed it and I see it. And I'm going to work my behind off to make that happen. Girl, vision board the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. All I want in life is a pool. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's the weirdest goal. And what's ironic is I was married to a guy who was in the pool industry. I don't know. Maybe there's something. I got to talk to my therapist about that. But I literally am so obsessed with pools. It's the most bizarre thing. Like, if you have a pool, you've made it. Even an above grounder, I'll take. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I'll, I'll be, I'll have the house next door to you and we'll both have our pools. Yeah. And we'll wave to each other from our pools. Yeah. I'm loving it. Okay, so I want to get back into... Um, this idea of, so you were the first plus size model mm-hmm. uh, to win Project Runway. Yes. Can we talk about the, um, the term plus size? Is it yes. offensive? No, it's not. Okay. I think the stigma that the world has about plus size is what's offensive. And what is that stigma? Uh, they just think that, uh, first of all, plus size comes in various sizes. Mm-hmm. From What is it actually? Can you get explain? Well, in the, uh, it's two different things. Okay. In the modeling industry, anything above a size six is considered plus size. Is that it? So the average woman, just so everyone knows, is this like a, a 12 or above? No, she's the average size woman uh, in, in America mm-hmm. is a size 16. Size 16. Size 16. So the, there's a, an industry that's in completely catering to the minority not the majority how is that so how has this been going on for so long i really don't know control right control you know what it is i the old guard and that's why i'm glad things are changing and things but you can say from an insider's point of view they are really changing yes and you experience it and thank and thank god yes i mean i have model boot camps that i've been teaching for four years and what I used to say about different sizes or ethnicities or hair types mm-hmm. that I used to say two years ago, I can't even say that now. Right. Because the industry is changing and embracing diversity in a much bigger way. Thank God. Yes. And, and you know what? You know who's benefiting from all that diversity? Mm-hmm. It's women. Yes. And the way we feel about ourselves. Yes. And it, I, I think it's going to foster a healthier body image throughout different, you know, uh, cultures. Regardless. Across the board. Not only that, I I think if you pay attention, this is also happening while we're... Excuse me, let me do that over. This is also happening while we're having a revolt uh, with feminism in our America. You know, feminism is a big hot topic and it's changing the world. Women are using their voices. They're speaking up for equality in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't it flow over into fashion? Thank God. Why it wouldn't is. it flow over into diversity and body size and racial? You know, racially? I yeah, absolutely. I really think too. A lot of it has to do, and and I you can maybe speak to this, especially from hearing some of the designers on Project Runway season sixteen mm-hmm. when they found out that they were going to have to maybe work with somebody who wasn't a size six or, mm-hmm. or below. They were pissed and they vocalized it, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I love Christian Siriano so much, but even he said when he was going into I don't even remember what season he was, mm-hmm. but when he was going into his fashion show, mm-hmm. it was like him and two other 
brothers, he said to his girls, okay, girls, nobody's eating for a week. And he was joking, but like not joking. Right. And then Christian was one of the first designers to really move into the um, more realistic, curvaceous space for women and design for women with real bodies. Right. So he made good on that one. He but I, th- I think a lot of um, designers, again, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think it's just sheer laziness because you, it, yeah, you could put a burlap sack on a coat hanger and it's gorgeous. <laughs> But good luck designing for women with real curves because that is the mark of a true artist. Yes. I mean, one of the things I can say for all the designers who ended up being on season 16, I'm sure it stretched them as a designer. And because if you, I mean, for quite a few of them, I was the first plus size body that they ever made clothing on. What was ever. that like? I mean, a little scary for me because I'm wondering, are they going to be able to pull this off? Um, Are they going to make my job harder on the runway to try to make their design come alive? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's what a, you know, a great model does. We try to bring, you know, the weirdest, craziest things to life and make it sellable. But uh, I think that's why a lot of the Project Runway audience fell in love with me because... I would say, you know, you should accentuate this part or you need to take this in. Because I think some of them had a warped sense of what a plus size woman wants. Yes. Just because. Like, what would you say? Like, I remember there was a piece that Kentaro was making and he was going to make it like really billowy. Right. And I was like, no. I said, okay, this is how this lays right here. I said, and I put my hands on my hips to gather the dress, um, the evening gown on my waist Mm -hmm. and I said now look at this I said and then I took my hands away and now look at this you see the difference (laughs) you know it's just little things like that that are saying like don't run and make a moo moo for me yeah I love my body just find where you can accentuate it and that's the thing is I feel like accentuating curves, like curves loves to love to be shown. I'm realizing this in the way that I dress myself now. And, you know, my go-to is Moo Moo Central. My closet's full of fucking Moo Moo's. No, and, and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. who is six feet tall, mm-hmm. a probably size six, mm-hmm. string bean. She looks just like Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that's like, can you wear things that show your curves, please? Yes. And I, it's like so foreign to me. Like my knee jerk is to hide. And it does me no, no favors, no, no favors. Mm-mm. And so I find now that when I accentuate my curves, I look, I, I feel better. I look better. I feel more confident. You just need to find what works for your body. And that's one thing I tell women all the time. Go to different stores, try on a bunch of different clothes. Don't even commit to really buying anything that day. Sometimes the best thing you can do is go to like a Macy's or a Bloomingdale's and get a whole bunch of different stuff to find out, okay, this type of cut works for me or ruching in this area works for me or this type of sleeve looks good on me, but this type of sleeve doesn't look Uh good on me. Uh I know if I have a short sleeve here that's here, it doesn't look good on me. It's like where where would you say it's it's almost like a cap sleeve. A cap sleeve. Yes. But if I have a sleeve that comes uh, like to my elbow, I'm forgetting the technical name right now. Yeah, but that works for me. Or like a halter, because I have broad shoulders, it accentuates my body in a great way. Mm -hmm. So even because a lot of people think like, oh, well, you're hourglass. You can wear anything. No, because guess what? I can look like a whore. That's another thing. I don't thing. have the right. If you've got big old boobies, you got to be careful. <laughs> that you That's wear. what I'm saying. I I've have learned to that. learn what works for my body. So, okay, 
the you know the hemline where the hemline is yep you know sometimes what's your favorite hemline for me i either like really long or i like um like right at my knee right at your knee yes yep so sometimes i have to buy stuff and i have to let out the hem Mm -hmm. or sometimes i have to make a split into the dress so it can you know look a little better or because i am more hourglass sometimes i have to take the waist and a lot of times we will go shopping and throw a whole outfit away. No, that doesn't work for me. When you could just go to the cleaners and say, hey, can you take this in at the waist? Literally. A tailor is a girl's best friend. Exactly. You have to play with fashion. Play with fashion. Have fun with fashion. You, you cannot expect one uh, brand or designer is going to be able to make clothing for every body type. No. Just in this room right now, we have... You know, three different body types, yep. heights. Yep. You know, so you can't expect that every designer, once you go into a department store, is just going to make the perfect piece for you. But you can also start to shop around and find out what brands and designers do work with your body type. So that way you know how to purchase, you know to purchase from them a lot more. You know, I actually learned this and they are not sponsoring this. So I'm giving them free fucking advertisement because that's, but that's how much I believe. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, Rent the Runway. They opened my eyes to so much. So growing up, it was kind of like, and listen, my mom's friggin' amazing. I adore my mom. She'd be the first person to say that she realizes now that her body image issues have definitely had a trickle down effect. And so, you know, and it was, it was an unintentional thing for sure. Um, but you know that, but that's something that women need to realize too. Like your issues with your own body, you need to rectify them damn straight because your little girl is going to mimic it. My mom said that she, she took sure me is. into the dressing room with her. And she was saying, she was saying, oh, my thighs, oh, my bum bum. I was like two. And I actually said, oh, my, oh, look at my thighs. Oh, look at my bum bum. And she thought, oh, shit, I can't talk like this in front of her, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I definitely like I, I grew up in what, what my mom did for herself. It was obviously it was just like monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, it was like when we when I would gain weight, which is inevitable. I love food. I love I mean, I don't like to exercise. That's a great combination for gaining weight. <laughs> um, I remember, you know, it was like, well, we're not going to go shopping like for like expensive clothes mm-hmm. because, you know, you're going to lose weight. And And so we're not going to like, it's an incentive to lose weight when you want to fit into your clothes. So I started to learn that I wasn't allowed to wear nice things when I was at a weight that I wasn't quote unquote supposed to be at a weight that I determined I wasn't supposed to be at. But see, but that's so wrong. But that's the thing that a lot of plus size women have felt. No, stop feeling like you cannot dress well now just because you're plus size or when I lose the weight, then I'm going to be able to do this. No. Because then what happens is you get in a cycle of sweatpants on all your wearing sweatpants and then sweatpants stretch so you don't know you're gaining weight. Dress great now. 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 (laughs) Now. As you are in this body that you're in, dress great now. And that's why I love Rent the Runway because they have an array of sizes. Mm -hmm. They're all designer, so gorgeously made things. Mm -hmm. And if you're gaining or staying the same or losing weight, you can just go up. You can go down. It's You're not having a full-blown fucking panic attack (laughs) because you want a taco on Taco Tuesdays. (laughs) You know? So that for me is what I learned is like, like you said, dress for now. Live in the present. Yes. And it's kind of something, I think we actually, now I'm having a serious epiphany. I feel like when it comes to, at least for me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but with my body, it's like I either live in the past or I'm living in the future of what I'm going to be when I am of this or when I'm going to be happy. Embrace where you are. Right now. Be beautiful right now. now. Just like it was a lady who said, oh my gosh, I love, um, I think, what was it? 
I, she was like, oh, I love, it was a sequence uh, jumper that, shout out to Renee Tyler, mm-hmm. um, that I was modeling for her and I posted it on my Instagram. And so he was like, oh my gosh, I need, she's like, I love that outfit. Now I, I just need somebody to uh, take me, I need a great event to go to for it. And I said, no, why don't you buy the outfit Yep. and then find an event? We keep oh, well, no, I don't need to buy this now. Let me do this when I have something. No, buy the outfit now. Trust and, me. And the event will happen. And when the event happens, you're going to be <laughs> damn happy you have that sequin yes, jumpsuit. Yes, you're going to already be ready. Stop trying to, oh, when I when I get to a size six, then I'll buy this dress. Then I'll buy these shoes. Yep. Then I'll take this trip. Then I'll try this. Then I'll Then I'll go on this that. dating site, right? Then I'll go for this job. No, we hold get, ourselves get back so much. Now. Exactly. Get dating now. I remember I did, um, for my mom's birthday, we went to the Bahamas, and we did parasailing. And this lady was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. You just gave me hope as a plus-size woman because you got up there and parasailed. And I said, you could parasail too. She was like, no, I'm sure I'm too heavy. And then when I, I can't remember what the what the weight requirement is, uh-huh. but when I told her, she was like, oh my God, I would have never thought that. So She's I like, five of me it. could go parasailing. I'm like, yes. yeah, live now. Yep, that's live the message. Now. I live love now. it. Well, that's the only way to live. You are a delight beyond. Lears, thank, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and also, you are, I mean, like you were saying, manifest it. Yes. You are doing a ton of stuff. So you guys can actually pre-order Lears' book. It's called Make the World Your Runway. Yes. Uh, also, uh, you have a podcast. I do. Let me say this. My Make the World Your Runway book is a book that uh, I base. It's like a self-esteem book in certain ways. Well, it's, you are clearly the person to do it. Thank you. Because I feel like so much better about myself than I felt in a really long you time better. <laughs> but it is basically how I prepare for the runway and how I put that into play in a more of an emotional and psychological way for uh, for every woman that's out there so they can make the world their runway. That's great. I mean, I, like I do, I'm doing more and more, uh, not stand-up shows, but like live podcasts, mm-hmm. but there's a little, a bit of a stand-up element in there mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm going to barf all over myself and put my pants before I go on stage. Is that how you feel before you walk <laughs> in the runway? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy, but I always get nervous before I go out in the runway. But to me, that's just a sign that I'm alive and, and I'm excited and I care about what I'm about to do. Yep. Um, also, my podcast yes. is called Lyrist Lounge. Uh, you can find it on Sewebity, which is C-E-W-E-B-I-T-Y dot com. Sewebity dot com is Lyris Lounge. And uh, my podcast, I actually had Tim Gunn on my podcast. I heard, girl. Two-part episode. And it's and juicy. It's juicy. You guys go in. Yes. So, you. I mean, we talk about from Project Runway to, uh, to like, his life, his personal life, dating. No. Sex. He dates? Oh, my he I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell you <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you You have to go listen to the podcast he's like asexual to me i just realized <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to go listen to the podcast um, so um, for sure and yes. lyris is spelled l-i-r-i-s correct yes iris with an l in front of it yes l-i-r-i-s make sure you follow me on instagram and on twitter lyris c uh, C is for the cross. Uh, follow me at Lyris C, L-I-R-I-S-C. Yep. Yes. And you've been a delight and an inspiration. Thank Seriously. you so Thank much. you so much for all the work you do and for just being a positive role model. For Thank real. You. In so many ways. In terms of the way that you look, the ca- way you carry yourself, and the way that you think. I it's really it. mind, body, and soul. Thank you. Girl. That's like an awesome compliment. Thank oh. you so much. I don't say shit I don't mean, so I really, <laughs> really mean it. <laughs>
Watch a film podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. And you guys, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, Taste of Taylor. Subscribe, like it, write a comment that helps me chart well. Um, And when you like rate it, give me five stars. I don't want a fucking one star. Okay, that's what I'm asking for. If you want to give one star, please don't even rate. Um, And also make sure to spread the love. Don't forget the podcast is free, so spread it around. I'll make sure to um, have swipe ups in my Instagram, which is at Taylor Strecker. It's just real easy. You'll be able to swipe up and then just like share it around with all your friends and family. Like I want you to like steal your mailman's phone and and subscribe to the Taylor, to the taste of Taylor for him. Uh, Anyway, have a great one guys. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Bye girl. Bye. Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, and listen live or on demand.